and hello and welcome to another episode of the christian reeve podcast but it's not just any episode we're at episode 40 now if you recall if you listen to the podcast regularly episode 30 we did our first ask christian with mr dodge dills and he's back doing episode 40 i've been trying to get him on the show recently but you know he's been busy and yeah stuff. sorry yeah just what you've been doing mate. what you've been doing <laughs> but no it's, it's cool good. It's, mostly cool it's, it's good to have you back man um and that was actually going to be my first question to you even though it's an ask christian we'll get to the questions about me oh we're we doing an ask dills now yeah fuck it ask dills for a little bit so <laughs> <laughs> yeah how's school going man how's how's it all going uh it's pretty good settling in really well uh I've got a lot of classes that I really like. There's only one or two that I sometimes feel like I don't want to do, but you know, it's part of school. You've got to do it. Yeah. So I was a bit confused when you told me about this, because we had a little call before this and um, you said basically that, yeah, it was like standard school in that you had to do things like PE. And I was perplexed by that because I was like, well, you're at college now. So surely you just do the course and then that's it. But what you're saying sounds exactly like school, having to do stuff you don't want. Well, it's like, it's like, so I learned Dutch. I mean, most of the classes on my timetable are Netherlands. So, so Dutch, Dutch language, basically. Yeah, Dutch, Dutch language. language. Yeah. But there's different bits of it. So we do writing and listening right. and reading and writing. And then there's also um, art, which is taken. There is music, which is music. <laughs> Uh, there is gym, but every single one of those classes teaches you Dutch in a way. I'm so confused though, because you're, you're basically just going to Dutch school then. <laughs> I mean, kind of. It's fine. It's fine. When, but I go it... to the, when I go okay. to the next one, it'll be more sort of homework and learning about actual things rather than just being like all being down to the language. But presumably this college then is designed only for foreigners then, like a foreigner-only college, and you are all there for like a year or two or whatever it is, and you learn the yep. language and you do all that stuff for, yeah. Exactly. Okay. All right. Well, that's just unique. I've never heard of that kind of setup before. Um, I mean, one of my friends who goes there is Dutch, but hmm. she moved to Lebanon. Oh. Okay. So she doesn't know how to read and write as good. She can speak Dutch mm. like really well, but she just needs to brush up on some some aspects of it. So do you find yourself pretty much speaking like Dutch twenty four seven now, or, or what's the deal? Like, I mean, I yeah, I speak mostly Dutch throughout the day. I mean, there's some times where I speak English, and that's with like friends who don't speak Dutch good yet. Like with, I mean, she, she's called Beatrice. So I speak English with her. What does it feel like speaking Dutch? Because I remember when I was in Estonia, obviously I had the same thing. I was speaking Estonian pretty much, yeah, 24 um, seven with some exceptions, obviously being at work and, and uh, at home and stuff, but like generally like out and about, yeah, hundred percent Estonian. And it was weird because it was like, to me, it was, I, I loved speaking the language. It was really fun and I still love it, but it's like, you never quite feel or at least I never quite felt like a hundred percent comfortable. It didn't feel like my voice, if you know what I mean. Like, it didn't feel like me. It's like, it is me, but it isn't me. And I've heard like a lot of people um, 
speak about you know having this feeling when they're um, speaking another language but then there's a lot of other people that say oh actually no I feel perfectly comfortable in any language so how does it feel for you speaking Dutch? It feels pretty normal considering I've been like learning Dutch on and off for about 10 years now I mean now it's sort of focusing because it's pretty much all all I do nowadays but when I'm speaking English, Dutch and I speak a tiny like a tiny bit of arabic it, it wow i don't know it just doesn't really it doesn't really feel weird mm. it's just sort of i mean learning languages learning languages is cool yeah absolutely i've been, I've been learning some russian recently actually it was a lot of fun <laughs> oh dear it's so good it's so fun and what's the old ear about it's a great language yes da хорошо как дела no. <laughs> Stop it. We're an English speaking uh, company. No, not company. 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 <laughs> Entrepreneurs. There is, there is nothing wrong with speaking other languages. I think if anything it opens up your, you know, uh, broadens your horizons. Is well, yeah, accessibility and stuff. I, I think eventually, once I get good enough in languages, I will do some language videos. I've done some singing ones, but like, you know, actually speaking in the language, but I need to practice a lot more to do that. So that'll be another type of content that potentially I'll do on my channel at some point in the future. Keep your eyes peeled. I, I want to see that from you too. I feel like that's a natural kind of uh, progression for you. I know you've done like little kind of videos. Like my Dutch phrases videos didn't do too good. I mean, I guess I can try it again, but I mean... And yeah, I'll I'll try it again at some point. Actually. I think I think you need to kind of like edit them in a way or like title them in a way that's like okay, like how to say this and this and this or like phrases for this scenario or whatever. You know what I mean? Like actually make it a series and, and do it like that and you know yeah. and also promote the hell out of it as well. Like I I don't know what your social media strategy is, but as far as I'm aware, I mostly just put put stuff in the discord service that I'm in, put it on my Instagram story, put it in my bio, uh, put it on my Snapchat and then oh, Twitter as well. And then mm. just sort of leave it there. I, I try not to harass the people that follow me into doing it. Like I don't go, Oh, did you check out this yet? Did you check out this? Yet? I just sort of, I, I leave it up to, to choice. Cause then if I, if I'd only do it once per video, it's sort of like, here's the video. You can watch it if you like. Uh, put a quite a bit of work in the whip. If you want to check it out, that's great. I'm the same, but like, obviously you know how crazily, like how often I, I post and stuff. And there isn't like a plan on that. It just happens. Like I just yeah. roll, I just go with the flow. So like my mentality is if I don't have anything to upload, I won't upload. No worries. You know what I mean? And like, I've got like a list of ideas for the future if I ever have like a, a memory block moment or whatever, but I just don't ever sense that happening. Um, but anyway, point being that I think um, it is important to go with the flow and everyone has their own kind of style, but yeah, like I, I never, I never really tend to re promote things unless um, like, for example, here's a, here's a funny thing. I decided to do a cover of um, Stop Crying Your Heart Out by Oasis. Just randomly. I just heard it and I was like, oh, yeah, I love I like that. This. I, listened, I listened to that. It was really good. Oh, I like thank Oasis. You. So. Cheers. Cheers, mate. Um, yeah, but like, I, I just randomly picked it because it just came on my Spotify playlist one time. And I was like, oh, I, I think I could do a cover of this. This would be good. And then 
literally a couple of days later, the um, some sort of celebrity charity thing has come up where all these um, celebs got together to do a version of that song. So it started trending on Twitter. So I then retweeted about oh, it. Oh, like, hell yeah. Oh, hey. I don't think it made a blind bit of difference. But still, the point is, like, at times like that, I think it's worth re-promoting yourself and, and whatnot. But I don't know, I mean, man. One thing, one thing that happened this week that I was pretty happy about is I saw... Um, I, I'm not sure if you follow the MotoGP at all, but uh, something no, happened no. to, one of the, to one of the riders. Mm-hmm. Andrea Iannone. Uh, I think that's how you pronounce his name. If it isn't, I apologize. Sorry. Yeah, it's quite a while ago, but um, he, he put something on his story about it because I guess the trial sort of finished and he got a four-year ban. So I oh, put wow. that on my story, and he saw it. Oh, cool! He saw my Instagram story. Yeah, that's cool. I I had the same thing. I, I did a cover, but this is the thing. I always wonder if it's actually the person or like a member of their team, because I did a little. I say yeah. cover. I was just singing along to KSI's new track, with um, it has like Craig David in it, and um, <laughs> like apparently Craig David saw it in. I think it was on the Instagram story. Yeah, he he saw it, and I was like, yeah, but that could just be his team. Like, who knows? And I I don't know about you, but I get this a lot. Every time I post a story, um, I'd say. 60% of the time I see someone with like a blue check mark like they'll like a verified be tick yeah verified tick like they're just random people um some of them are like very like successful musicians I've never heard of them but they're like I don't know big in Russia or big in America I think or it's something. I think it's your hashtags because like if if you're like doing hashtag music and then people are looking into that, they see some of okay. your posts, they check your story. It kind of just goes from there, I assume. But I don't understand like the point of why those accounts are seeing it though. Do you know what I mean? Because it would be one thing if like it was run by their PR team, they see my story and then like they follow me afterwards. And then it's just the standard, you know, big account following you, like, you know, trying to increase interest, like, you know, millions of accounts do that. But when they just view your story, like for instance, there's, there's one that I keep getting this person, something Solange. She's like a, uh, a singer, in i don't know russia or america or i think she's it doesn't matter anyway she's got like a massive following and she she regularly looks at my stuff and it's like i don't Send actually her a message i did i just sent a message saying hello yeah. i was just curious to see if if it's actually the person or if it's just the pr team because i'm genuinely back not yet no but this is what i'm thinking i'm thinking it's just a pr team and i have a feeling i have a feeling that there's like that celebrities have access to their Instagram accounts. But again, like at the same time, there's also like, for example, Jeremy Clarkson is very obvious that he has access to his account. Yeah, he posts yeah. randomly and the captions just shout Jeremy. But, but, th- but this is the thing though, you say that, but sometimes they employ a team to sound like that person which is sounds it's like really depressing but it's true that it might actually be someone managing his account tweeting in the style of him yeah I, I suppose that could be true as well but i still think it's i think it's a mix of the actual person themselves yeah. and the pr because yeah, 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 yeah. if it's if it's a moto gp rider obviously they want to they want to promote moto gp so there'll be posts that they have to put up but then there's ones that the celebrities can put up to their mm. own will because i mean 
Yeah. Why would you not want access to your own account? <laughs> you I mean, a lot of them do it because they just don't have time or it's easier to have the PR company to do it. Like I know that if I became successful enough, I probably would want, uh, I, I would, I, I would want like a certain amount of it run by, uh, by a team. Like, like for instance, I wouldn't want to run my Facebook. I hate having to do stuff with Facebook. It's just a, a drag. It's a pain in the ass. Um, but things, things like Instagram, I'd be, I'd always be active on there and Twitter. Um, but I would want a team doing like scheduled stuff as well. So if I don't post or whatever, at least there's stuff there and there's like some interactivity and stuff going on. You know what I mean? It's, it's good for that. Um, one thing I don't like though, that I've seen sometimes happen is you get like accounts like, okay, for instance, I follow like Bam Mojera on Facebook just for argument's sake. Yeah. And uh, do you know who that is by the way? No. Okay, so he was in. Jack I was hoping you weren't gonna ask me that. He was in Jackass, and he was like a skateboarder and all that stuff. You might have. Okay. Anyway, um, basically, at some point, I don't know how long ago, maybe five years ago or something, his account basically just started posting like loads and loads of memes and loads of like funny clips and that. And there's literally nothing of him. Or about him. It's oh, yeah, Snoop just... Dogg as well. Snoop Dogg. I, right. Um... Yeah, but at least with the Snoop Dogg ones, it's like they're actually funny and re like related to him. So they might be like, oh, this is a haha -ha, like stoner meme or something, right? Whereas the yeah. Bam Majera ones and other people like him, it's literally just totally random. Like anything go. It's basically just like uh, a meme page or a comedy page or funny videos page or some shit. Like it has nothing to do with the celebrity. So like if you wanted to come to that person to, and see what they're doing, like seeing their latest project or something, chances are you're not going to see that. You're just going to be inundated with basically crap. Yeah. <laughs> and I, d I don't understand that element of it. It, it. It's a bit of a weird thing that's happened with social media now. And I understand like wanting to get your account you know, cause you earn money obviously from being active, from doing Facebook and stuff. But I wouldn't want, like if, if that happened to me, if I was successful, I wouldn't want my account to just be spewing out random crap just to get money and, and like monetization and stuff. I, I would want it to actually be related to me and, and either be like new stuff or like replaying old stuff or something. Do you know what I mean? Or, or, or like, you know, like for instance, the KSI uh, Facebook page is a good example of this. It's basically just like the Reddit, but it's, it's fun. It's, it's whoever's in responsible for that page is doing a good job. They're like interacting with the content, making memes out of it, interacting with people, making it fun. And it's all about KSI. It's not like about some random other person. So I think it can be done and done well. Um, but yeah, anyway, <laughs> that's my little yeah. mini rant on that. I don't know why I started talking about that. Um, anyway, hey, um, that. <laughs> yeah, oh, well, yeah, you know, <laughs> Chris, Chris rants for, uh, about, uh, Facebook pages. When, when don't I rant, man? I always rant. That's, that's my, that's my MO. <laughs> At least it's funny. Well, that's up for debate, but anyway, um, I was going to answer your question cause you asked me off air, but basically, um, yeah, I did a video, uh, that's entitled please subscribe and, uh, it's, as it suggests, I, I want people to subscribe to me. Now, the reason that this is a big deal and that this is uh, 
something different because like that just sounds like a normal thing doesn't it for a youtuber to say but for me i never did that i i i had this kind of weird moral th- i don't know if it's a moral thing my, my own kind of ethos on youtube like i never wanted to be the guy that asked people to subscribe i never wanted to promote myself and that and now i'm just kind of realizing that i think i was just kind of a bit stupid with that line of thinking and like don't get me wrong I'm never going to be the type of guy that says like 24 seven, like subscribe, 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 buy my merch, buy my merch. Like, I'm never going to be that guy. Like I can't stand people like that, but I do have to backtrack and basically say, yeah, I was wrong on that. I do need to basically state my intentions because, and that's what this video that I did is about. It's basically saying, I'm asking for you guys to subscribe. I want you to subscribe and support me. But the reasons that I want you to do that is because I want to make this my living. I want to actually take this and make something out of it. And that's why I'm pumping all this time and energy into it. Um, Obviously, there's other things I want to achieve with my life. But like YouTube has always been a big goal of mine. And now we're actually getting somewhere. I mean, I'm close to 500 subscribers. But my goal for this year was to get to 1,000. And at some point, it just kind of stopped and it got stuck. And I kind of thought about this recently and, and, and today I was thinking, do you know what? I need to do something about this that isn't just posting content or, or interacting with people. I need to say to people, hey, please subscribe, please support me. Because if you do, it will enable me to do this. And, and this is my dream. This is what I want to do uh, 24-7. So basically, that's what that video is about. Uh, subscribe, it's, it's free. Yeah, it's basically like a deconstruction video where I'm basically, I don't just say, please subscribe, because then it would just be like a three second video. Um, I actually wanted to make it a decent video, like everything else that I do, where I actually put effort and thought into it. But it's basically a deconstruction of a list of reasons of why I think people should should subscribe and why I want them to. There you go, got there in the end. (laughs) Oh, dude, I'm having one of those days. Like I had to just record something before we were doing this um, for another project uh, for someone else's YouTube. And uh, it was one of those things where I had to read a bunch of text. And fuck me, I don't know what it is about (laughs) doing that, but you really start to realize uh, and notice your pronunciation and you tend to make more mistakes as well. And generally speaking, I'd say I'm pretty good at, just talking and and getting stuff out but when i have to really focus attention on it i reading reading out loud is is difficult actually just on a side note as well i hate that that they make you do that like when you're at school and stuff like what what the fuck is that is that some sort of like weird uh torture kink that they have where you know teachers love to just basically see kids just you know reading out loud and failing miserably like (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) Oh, no, no, I'm, I'm being serious. I think I did a video about this one time. Um, yeah, I think it was an episode of Storytime or something. But basically, what I was saying was that it would always be the same thing where you'd have to go around in a square or a circle and, you know, each person reads a passage of the book. But obviously, you know, you can't finish the book until everyone has read, you know, a passage from the book and, you know, it just endlessly goes on. It's the, the stupidest way to ever read a book. Like, I don't know why we couldn't just go home, read it, come back, discuss, right? But anyway, it would be like, so I'd just be talking and, and sorry, reading the book, blah, 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 blah. Okay, done. Next chapter to the next person, right? But then there would be one person who, I don't know, either they're dyslexic or they just have a hard time reading. Now that itself is not funny. That sucks, right? 
you know, I, I had a remedial redo when I was very young, when I was like four or five years old. Not many people may know this, but you know, sometimes kids have reading issues. It happens. It, it worked out, but in the end, in the beginning, I needed a bit of assistance. So I, I always have um, sympathy for people, you know, when, when you're in that situation, but I just felt like it was really cruel of the teacher to force the kid to, to read you know, because it, it, it sucks being a teenager anyway at school because everyone's judging everyone. Everyone is uncomfortable and awkward and it's it just the whole thing. It just sucks. So then being put in a situation where the spotlight is on you and you're failing miserably. And basically, you know, it, it, it's like the progress of what we're doing. This group activity hangs entirely on your ability to read, but you can't read. Therefore, we're just sitting here. And it's, it's like frustrating. It's like you want to just pick up the book and be like, look, I'll fucking read it. Okay. But like, that's the thing. You can't be annoyed at that person because it's not their fault. They're trying their very best. They just, do you know what I mean? So I would, it. exactly. So I would get pissed off at the teacher. Why, why the fuck is the teacher making us do this? And why don't they, you know, instead of forcing us to do this, why don't we just, I don't know, spend the lesson reading it at our own pace doing some sort of activity or something and then the teacher can spend that time instead of just standing there monitoring everyone reading they can actually go to the people that need that help and sit down with them and help them to learn to read there you go problem solved yeah i could done and dusted done and I could, dusted i could do teaching easy peasy <laughs> do it then. oh no god I'd, I'd hate that no, 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 no. I, I would do it if it was like a university or something. But at school, no one wants to be there. Teachers don't want to be there. No one wants to be there. Like, that's, that sucks. Right, it's three o'clock. Get out of my class. Go home because I want to do the same in about an hour. Fuck off. <laughs> Get out. Literally, I had teachers like that. It was, it was bad. Sir, sir, I've got a question. Don't care. It can wait till tomorrow. Go on. <laughs> don't care. Didn't ask. <laughs> no, I've, I've, sir, I've got a question. When? No, like right now. No, but when did I ask? No, no. Oh, no, no. Do do the Spider-Man response. So be like, oh, I've got a question, sir. I missed the part where that's my problem. (laughs) I missed the the part where that's my problem. Oh, speaking of Spider-Man, man, fuck, they're doing um, so much going on in the Spider-Man world. I'm so excited. Tobey Maguire is actually reprising his role as Spider-Man. We're going to have a Spider-Verse type movie situation going on. And there's, think, a, there's a game. There's a game that came out as well. It's called Spider-Man Miles Morales. Yeah, yeah. For the PS5, I, I think. I, I think this is really pushing the idea that we're actually going to see a, a live-action version of of that Spider-Man as well, which is really cool. Like, if you're a Spider-Man fan, it's the best time to be a Spider-Man fan because it's like Spider-Man games. It's another Spider-Man movie. Apparently, other movies that are going to be purely just for Tobey Maguire, I believe. I don't know exactly how that works. Uh, and then also the new um, Doctor Strange se- sequel, Doctor Strange 2, the multiverse um, will work yeah. Spider-Man characters. Tobey Maguire was my favourite. Yeah, me too, me too. I wasn't um, that big on Andrew Garfield and Tom Holland is... Tom Holland, he's overrated. Ooh, <laughs> so, oh, hot take. Why, why don't you like Tom Holland? Just... The the first Spider Man films that I watched was Tobey Maguire. Like okay. I watched, like it was just it was just Spider Man back then. It wasn't the Amazing Spider Man. He wasn't very far from home. He was still in New York. 
So it, it kind of sounds to me like it's more to do with growing up and what you grew up with. Because I would tend to agree that I prefer the Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, but I grew up with that. So it's kind of, I feel like it's kind of biased. Don't get me wrong. Right. I'm not saying that Tom Holland isn't a good actor because no, he's of course pretty not. good. Andrew Garfield's wasn't really that, you know, that wasn't too hot on him either. But I think he was too cool to be Spider-Man. Mm. <laughs> that's, that's the issue I have. Like the story was good. Uh, he did a good performance, but I think that, Spider-Man has was got... Better. He was better in the social network. Mm. I, I, but I, th I think Spider-Man has got to look a little bit uncool. Like, a bit nerdy. It doesn't, doesn't have to be like, like a, a train yeah, and pack, he's, and a little he's bit out looking like a jock. Like yeah, that's what I mean. Jockey. Like, he, he just looked great. He's like really tall and, you know, chiseled and shit. He looks great. And it's like, no, 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 no. Spider-Man needs to be a bit... He needs to be smaller. That's, that's for definite. And yeah, nerdy. But I don't know, Andrew Garfield did a good job. I mean, it's, a, it's just a different take, isn't it? Everyone... The, the, the best way, it's, well, I mean, it's not really Spider-Man, it's Peter Parker, but people mm. are supposed to not really take him seriously because he's short and yeah. dumpy. And, but and then he surprises them with his, uh, you know... It's a good point, though. Like, you know, that, that physically he should look a certain way because that is integral to the Spider-Man character. It's, it's the it, criminals... It the criminals are supposed to kind of go, oh, it's just a, someone wearing a Halloween costume. Okay, well. On this issue as well, I remember seeing a lot of controversy about the fact that they did a character rede redesign of Peter Parker for, um, I think, either the remaster of uh, Spider-Man, like Marvel Spider-Man, or something like that. And basically, they made him look a lot younger. But obviously, that doesn't make sense for that Spider-Man game, because the whole point of it is that it's like set in the future like you know like he's an older spider-man basically he's supposed to be like i don't know in his 30s or something or so, so something like that so him looking younger is like stupid it's like well no he if anything he'd look older like what 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 are you doing you know yeah and it's like their, their whole thing of like wanting to make him look a bit more like tom holland which is fine but it's like you can still do that and make him look older do you know what I mean? <laughs> you don't have to make him look like a high school kid. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyways. Noises, yeah. noises, Doc Bob. So did you have anything else you wanted to discuss before we jump into our main event? The main event. Are you ready to rumble? I am ready to rumble. I don't have any that boxing is... but you know, I'll fight you. I'll fight you for your money. You stay away from me, you philanderer. You philanderer. <laughs> what is this? Classic English. You philanderer. You philistine. You stay away from me, you whippersnapper. Hope you near do well. You you whippersnapper. You whippersnapper. <laughs> nice. Go go back to drinking your tea in London. Yeah, I hate that whenever whenever people say that. Oh, do you do you sit and drink tea and eat crumpets with the Queen? I'm like, yeah, of course, we're bezies. We go down the pub every Friday night. Boozer. <laughs> anyway, what has this conversation descended into? Dang. Ask Christian. We we've we've reached it. This is Ask Christian two. Number two. Um, last time, if I recall uh, correctly, we had a bunch of questions uh, that we, we just didn't have the time for because uh, me and me and Dutch were too busy talking, which is great. Don't get me wrong. 
but, we, um, we can't help it we're sorry no we're not no it's, it's good no I, i'm happy with the, that the podcasts are like that because if anything nothing sucks more than when you have a podcast where you have to kind of sit there and really like think about like oh what am i gonna say what am i gonna do and that that's something that i always get really stressed about when i do interviews because although i have all the research there it's entirely dependent on on the person because i could just get someone that would just be like yes yes it's like this uh-huh yeah because that that could happen and then i'd be fucked and then it would be like a 10 minute podcast <laughs> but luckily they've all been they've all been great so anyway so that's i mean yeah i guess the 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 way it works so well between us i mean must be one of the reasons why i'm a, why i'm some sort of co-host must be love love love, love, love. ad lib ad lib oh great now you're gonna get a copyright strike on that nah that would be all right <laughs> <laughs> you hope you know what's really interesting about copyright strikes just really quickly before we, we go into that is i've obviously been getting a lot of these claims um with all the covers i've been doing recently yeah but the interesting thing is is like how they get claimed so like i remember i did like one nirvana cover that got like the, it, it, under claims it said that it was like the melody of like a live version of the song and i was like oh that's interesting and like um it was the same with like one of the Radiohead songs I did. And then sometimes they don't get any claims at all, which makes me think that the software that they have must be trained in such a way that it sort of seeks to find the exact melody, but it can't necessarily do it exactly if your cover is, is like distinct enough. But in a way, it's kind of a compliment because if it sounds close enough to the original, then I did a good job but I sort of shoot myself in the foot by getting the claims. As well. Yeah, I got a copyright claim. I did good on that one. That's fine. You know, watch hours. Five, five, <laughs> five claims in a week and you get a free um, strike. <laughs> oh, yeah, I didn't mean to say strike. I meant claims, yeah. no. You, you, the, win, a, you win a prize. I, I don't actually mind getting the claims because obviously I'm uploading lots of other content that doesn't ever get claimed. Uh, plus... You know, a claim is okay. A strike is yeah. Well, no, you you won't ever get a strike unless you unless it's another creator who genuinely is out for you. Yeah, or sometimes you get ones for dumb fuck reasons. Like I got one in um, I can't remember when, but it was it was for something stupid. It was like I did a reaction video, and it was a reaction to like a compilation. And under, I think I complained about this ages ago on my second channel, but YouTube just ghosted me. And uh, basically it said like child abuse or something. And I was like, what the fuck? Because literally the clips were just of people falling over. Like just falling. People fall like slamming their head on something, doing something silly. And I watched like three different videos. I got bored of one, like many of them, because they were just really like unfunny. But from that, they claimed me, uh, sorry, gave me a strike. And I was like, what? And I appealed it and they rejected it. And I was like, okay, brilliant. So I've got a strike. So now you reason. have a strike on your channel. Yeah, yeah. Didn't you know about this? Some this uh, I did a video on the second channel and I tweeted about it and got really pissed off. And I don't think you've ever told me. I'm, I'm just surprised you didn't see it because I tweeted like furiously at YouTube. And obviously YouTube always just ignores you unless... Um, you've got like a really easy request or if you're someone really important, like um, if you're like Markiplier, 
then they'll actually listen to you. Gabby Hanna. <clears throat> yeah, or uh, what's the other guy? Um, uh, Moist Critical. Um, like they both got um, strikes or something and they got theirs removed. And I was like, yeah, but it's just because they've got a big following and, and, and links to YouTube, you know. Like it would be exactly the same for me if I was important. If I had like millions of subscribers, they would actually... But then that being that being said... I mean, you saw how they treated Leafy. So it really, I guess it depends, doesn't it? On your they deleted Leafy. Just... Yeah. Like, I don't Leafy like... Leafy isn't here. I don't like his... <laughs> I don't like his content, but I thought that that was way too far. Because the thing is, like, they didn't even give him a warning. Like, obviously, he did take the piss and stuff, but, like, they didn't actually go through the process with him. They just kind of randomly were like, okay, <laughs> delete. <laughs> With respect, YouTube, you can't just make people disappear. Yes, I can. I'm YouTube. Yes, I can. I, I am. I'm YouTube. Yeah. Well, that's that's the thing, isn't that it? A, that it's was a, a private platform. Quote, if anybody I, gets that, that's that. that it's go. a good. It's a good point, though. They can just at any time just delete your account for no reason, and it's interesting that they choose not to. Like, you remember when uh, the Logan Paul thing happened back in 2018, and his video, his video was trending, which means that YouTube saw that and did nothing about that and allowed it to trend and only did something about it when it became an issue. So YouTube apparently thinks it's okay to promote, you know, suicide. suicide it's, it's, it's money. It's money for them. So they don't, yeah, they don't just, get it. that's, that's the thing. They're just another dodgy ass corporation really, aren't they? But hey, well, don't say that you'll get your channel deleted by, uh, big Oh, they don't Sarah. care what I think. Come on. <laughs> big, big Sarah. <laughs> I don't care what I think. No, they 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 Isn't would only even Sarah. I don't know the that's CEO gonna, of YouTube. It's gonna annoy me. You know, look it up. I think that's right. That does kind of ring a bell. No, Susan. Susan. I think a lot of a lot of YouTube stuff is done automatically though, so it's not even done by humans anymore. And obviously, it, it has to be that way. But you do get manual reviews. So I remember getting. Um, uh, a strike for what was it it was um no sorry uh i got the strike for something different i got um a warning that thing i just told you was the warning the strike i got for something different i actually i did a podcast with this estonian woman and um she's like a singer and she's uh like a born again christian sort of thing so she has some like really kind of extreme beliefs on certain things it didn't go too crazy but she at one point said something um about like homosexuality being like a sickness or something and i was like whoa yeah it was it was pretty bad um but the thing is well no and i said i'm gonna listen to you and and kind of hear what you have to say first before i start you know disagreeing with you and telling you the reasons why i disagree with you there were some people in my network that said i should have challenged her more and i think that's fair but at the same time, you know, the podcast wasn't like a debate on that. Do you know what I mean? If it was, I would have approached it differently. But this was like a really small segment of like a three hour. There was a thing. way that you could have got away with that easily. Because well, you, you said that. Do you, do, you know, do you want to know something interesting? The full podcast didn't get, you know, uh, removed or claimed against or, or whatever, right? But the clip did. So, and when I appealed the clip, um, someone manually looked at it and disagreed and said, no, this is hate speech. That's what they said. They said it was hate speech. And I said, well, you know, I'm not supporting this. 
it's it's a podcast it's where people give their opinions and stuff and you yeah, but it's more on your part right exactly and also i do actually challenge this person it's up for debate you know whether or not i challenged them enough fair enough but i still challenged this person and said this isn't okay to have this belief and it wasn't it wasn't even to, like to, to her credit as well it wasn't even like she was sitting there going on a tirade and saying fuck this fuck that or anything she was just kind of saying this is my belief and then she literally says and i know you're gonna think x y and z but hear me out and i was like yeah obviously i, I want to hear you out hear what you have to say because this is mental <laughs> but still you know i want to the, the one thing i've learned uh, over the years is even especially when you meet people that you disagree with listen to them don't get angry try and bury that and just listen because you you'd be surprised what you can learn sometimes you might even change your opinions um but it's always good to be open to different opinions different ways of thinking and stuff it just expands your horizons you know if you just walk around pissed off all the time and like angry at the world and you know, you, you'll never learn anything. You, you'll just spend yeah, there's, your time... There's, there's, there's no reason to be cynical at everything. It's just... Yeah. Sometimes it's just obviously, the life is and you've got to that, get That's the thing. You, sh- you should challenge things, obviously. And, and I always do. I do, you know, I'll, I'll be open and I'll, I'll disagree with things and I'll say, oh, I don't agree, agree with this, don't agree with that. Like, I had another podcast with a guy called Steelzy that you might know from our um, our network. And uh, our first podcast together, he said... He followed some... me recently. He's a good lad. Shout out to Stilzy. Hey. What's up? But he did... Um, he said a couple of things that I disagreed with. And I let him speak. But I also kind of said, you know, it's my podcast. I will say what I agree and disagree with. You know what I mean? And I'm going to challenge you. So don't appear on my podcast if you don't want to be challenged. But I, the, the crucial part about challenging someone is you don't shit all over them. You let them speak you let them give their perspective and then you challenge that with your own ideals. And that's how you have a healthy debate. But so many people don't do this. They just get angry and talk about canceling someone or, you know, uh, censor. Cancel culture is so boring. Yeah. You I don't mean, like someone. So you make them get this disappears. Well, no, I mean, in some cases it's good. In some cases, some people should be canceled. I mean, if, I mean, uh, obviously if it's, if it's blatantly sort of, just not acceptable at all yeah that's kind of what i mean like when it's just someone something bad someone said i think people can be redeemed people can say sorry do you know what i mean but when it's something that's like irredeemable like i don't know sexual assault or something then i think that's fair reason to to cancel someone i mean like cancel culture for people just because like like getting someone canceled just because you disagree with them isn't really the chance yeah all right so Shall we move on to our main event then? Ask Christian. Ask me anything. Well, I'd prefer to ask you. What? That's not hard to do. What happened? When I tapped the chair, I woke up the dog. <laughs> Don't wake up the dog. No, Don't you the dare dog wake up the dog. <laughs> the baboon is sleeping. Okay, so it's it's... No, you know what? No, I I do remember asking you about Twitch last time. Okay, because I made a joke about the title of the um of what I wrote down. I said content creator topic. Hmm. Yeah, not much has changed with Twitch really. I mean, I I do it on weekends now. Um, because I've noticed I get more. <laughs> 
I say viewers, they don't actually turn up. They turn up afterwards. They w- that's the thing. They watch my streams afterwards. Watch, but they don't... They watch the VODs. Yeah, I don't understand that. I mean, that's cool. I'm grateful. Don't get me wrong. Thank you. But it's just like, I'm so far from affiliate. It's a joke. Like I've got everything else, you know, all the followers you need, all the hours, all that crap. But I can't get that bloody... Uh, what is it? The average thing of three viewers per stream or whatever it is. So, yeah, it is what it is. So close, but so far. Yeah, it's not a big deal. I mean, I'm my approach is different now. I just do all of this because I love it. And if anything, that's actually spurred on my creativity and motivation more. Um, but I'm not going to lie. The numbers do kind of bug me, not just on Twitch, but YouTube too. But what can you do? Do you know what I mean? You can't force people to support you. You can't force people to be there. You just have to keep creating and keep trying and what will be, will be. All right. So Even though you didn't ask me that, but I just spoke anyway. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I didn't ask. I didn't ask. Um, so I understand that you went to Estonia. I mean, you obviously... A lot of people know that you've been to Estonia, probably everybody that watches your videos. Because it's... It's it's not like I talk about it or anything, is it? All the time. (laughs) That's what I meant. No, I'm just taking the piss. Why did you go to Estonia? Oh, that's easy. Um, So basically, me and my ex-girlfriend, she's a good friend of mine now you rule uh basically when we finished university- no i'm just saying you know if she's watching she rules she knows she rules uh, and sometimes things don't work out but you become friends instead and sometimes friendships are better so it's, it's kind of funny how life works sometimes but um yeah no we basically finished because we met each other at university basically and um i'd visited estonia a few times obviously um, while we were dating and it got to the point where we finished our degrees in 2017 in the summer and uh, we were both working at this like hotel that was close by and I was making like peanuts. It was not enough to, you know, support the place that we were living at. And we had this choice, basically, we could stay in that place for another year, but we'd, you know, it, there was no guarantees of work. And to be honest, I've been searching for marketing jobs around that time for like two or three months after graduation and I was getting nothing. And it's, it's quite pricey to travel up to London. Um, that in of itself is costly. And we were at a financial situation where like every pound, you know, counted. So me spending money on interviews that weren't going anywhere is not a sustainable thing, you know, and me working in that job was not sustainable. And we basically sat down and, and spoke about like our options and it was either keep doing what we're doing and hope for the best or go to Estonia. And if I remember correctly, she suggested that, but she was kind of very like adamant, like, Hey, this would be a short term thing. And also I don't know what you expect. Like, this is not England. Like it's different. Everything is different. And I, I was quite naive at the time. I was like, Oh, it'll be great. It'll be this, it'll be that. But, what she was trying to say to me is that it's a different system. It's a totally different country. People think differently. People work differently. And through time, I would then begin to understand that when we lived there, like uh, what that meant and how that would work. Um, But I still stand by that decision. I think it was a good decision. Basically, 
the reason that I went to Estonia was for work. That's the short answer. Um, but it was a kind of a situation where, you know, we could have stuck in England, stayed in England, but I just didn't feel at the time like it was the right decision. And I think our initial plan was to kind of go to Estonia for say three to six months or something, and then come back to England. The plan was always to come back. Um, but you know how it is. Six months turns into a year, a year turns into two years. Um, we, we broke up sometime during that period, but we were obviously really close friends still. And she went back to England in the beginning of 2019 or something. And she was like, well, are you going to come back? Like, when are you going to come back? And I'm just kind of thinking, well, I don't know. Like, I felt like 2020 was the right time to come back. <laughs> we'll get to that. Um, but like, <laughs> it's just funny how things work. But um, I still felt like I had some stuff to do there. Um, marketing was going really well for me. Jobs wise, I was getting a lot of opportunities there. This I'm is sort of uh, answering the, the other question. What did you do when you were there? So. Yeah, so I, I worked in marketing, which is what I studied at university. And um, I got a lot of opportunities. I worked for different companies. Uh, one company in particular gave me a promotion and I started doing even more complex stuff. So it felt like leaving when all of that was happening was just a stupid move. Like I would be better staying there. But when those jobs began to get a little sour and, you know, there was like toxic work environment situations, because the thing is, as you get even at low levels, you, you can experience toxic environments. But when you get higher in a company, you really start to see it, right? And um, in Estonia, it's kind of brutal. They don't have like the same kind of uh, job hiring and firing process that we have here. So people can just get fired like that, just randomly. Like this guy, Joe, okay, well, he don't work here no more. Like and he's been here what five years but fuck him it's literally like no i'm serious it's like that like there was one company i worked for i won't name you but you know who you are uh who literally had a higher turnover rate than the companies i'd worked in you know in customer was service that, uh, was that that sort of we don't say company. names no 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 no, we don't say names because i don't i don't like to ruin reputations and in fairness this particular company did actually give me a lot as well so i have like love-hate relationship with them if you know what i mean <laughs> i'm more grateful than i am like because i don't really carry oh. resentment or judgment or anything I, I just kind of let it go um and I am very grateful, but there were things that I saw that were unacceptable, like very unprofessional. Um, but where was I? Uh, yeah, I just felt like it was, it was good to stick around while I was there in 2019. It felt like things were going well. And when things started to kind of gradually come to an end, um, I took on like another job a different, for a different company. Uh, this was at the end of 2019 going into 2020. And it's interesting, like I could have stayed, I could have still been in Estonia today if I hadn't made this decision. But around the time of Christmas of 2019 and New Year's of, of 2020, I just felt massively homesick, like extreme homesickness. So like does I'd, that answer the final question of this segment? What made you come back? Yeah, I mean, it was a combination of things, um, but we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Basically, I started feeling this homesickness and I'd felt it before, but I'd never felt it this strongly. And I think it was because uh, my ex had come over very briefly to visit for, um, for New Year's and Christmas and seeing her and seeing how happy she was doing and everything. 
like I was happy for her as well. Don't get me wrong, but I was kind of thinking like, fuck man. I mean, I'm miserable right now. I'm not happy, you know? Um, and she's doing really well and she's really happy. Like if, if I want to be happy, I think I need to go back to the UK. I think it wasn't just about going back to England either. I think it was like, I needed a new lease of life. I needed to do something different. And I still stand by this in life. I think that after a certain period of time, and you'll know when that time is because you'll feel it. But I felt like it seems to me every kind of like two to three years, I have this moment of like, okay, I need to change things up. I need to do the next thing. That's actually the reason I moved to Manchester as well is for the same reasoning. But when it got to sort of like January, February, um, I was like, yeah, I really need to go. I need to leave. I need to go home, spend some time, see, see my family. I hadn't seen my family in years. Um, and I, work-wise, I felt like I'd done everything I needed to do. You know, like if anything, um, I wasn't getting paid the money that I believed I was worth. And the job market is totally different in terms of like what's available there versus what's available in the UK. So that was one reason. Another thing was um, I can't hack the winter in, in Estonia, not just Estonia, but like European com uh, countries like, you know, Estonia, Russia, Finland. They're actually very, especially Finland, are notorious for having very high suicide rates. And I think it's connected to um, the weather <coughs> and how like really difficult it can get. And in winter, like I'm not kidding you, man, like there's so much darkness. Like you probably get five hours of good sunlight per day, I would say. And every, like the rest of the time, it's just fucking dark and cold. And that just really got to me. Um, I don't know. There's this thing called seasonal affective disorder that some people get. And I've always kind of felt that like I'm much happier in the summer and a bit downer in the winter. And we're all kind of affected by that, but some people get it like worse than others. And I really felt it when I was in Estonia. And it's such a shame because Estonia is beautiful in, in the summer. It's amazing. It's idyllic. Like I would cannot recommend it enough in the summer. But living there in the winter is beautiful, but it's a different story. It's, I kind of felt like I was in hibernation or something. Like I was kind of asleep and I wasn't really living life. I was just kind of existing. Um, and I was like, you know, I'm a young guy. I need to kind of be where shit's happening. You know what I mean? Like go somewhere where, because that's the thing, like Estonia is small um it's very small there's there's not a lot of people i think there's only about a million people in the entire country or 1.5 or something um so there's not a lot of people and it can get very lonely it can get very difficult and um i just felt like it was really time to come back time to kind of try and make a start again in the uk which i was kind of nervous about for, for a long time i felt like maybe i should stay away from the uk which is kind of crazy to think about but i just felt like maybe that was it for me in the uk and when i came back i felt totally different i felt it was that lease of life that i needed and um also just on a side note like i know it seems like i'm shitting on estonia estonia is amazing people it's a great country to go to but living there it's like anywhere else in the world it has its ups and its downs and i think a lot of the downs of estonia lie more in the systematic stuff so like the government and the way they it's do not really estonia's fault it's just how it is yeah it's, it's the people running the country 
really that are to blame and i mean you know literally every country has them, but okay. exactly exactly yeah there's you gonna there's gonna be things that you like things that you dislike there's plenty of great things about estonia but when it comes to systems i mean i think well for example we discussed the hiring firing process i think they need much more stringent rules there about that because it, it works in any profession you can just literally just get fired on the spot and i, I just think that that's devastating for people it's it's where does that leave you at least in You're the done. uk yeah you have like a process that you have to go through you know you can't yeah, you be... need like a few days don't a few days notice otherwise you can like well, get sued for wrongful termination or something yeah and you have to go through a process if i'm if i'm correct you have to have like a couple of warnings and stuff before you actually even get to <coughs> excuse me the um <coughs> dying here the actual final part of it you have to go through that process first and the only way you can get around that, from if I remember correctly, is by paying compensation to that person. So if you wanted to get some rid of someone on the day, you'd have to pay them like compensation right there and then. Um, I think anyway. I, I'm not. I'm not 100% on that. But basically, there's there's laws that protect you. And I felt in Estonia that like the law doesn't really protect you as far as employment law is concerned. It, it protects the employer, but not the employee and um you know it's fine if you're young but like it doesn't really offer much job security moving forward and that's not to say that the uk is perfect we have plenty of that shit but like there is a bit more security there do you know what i mean if you work for a company chances are you'll be protected to some extent you have a contract that protects you and your rights um, and for some for some like uh sort of well for some for, <clears throat> For some careers, there's unions. Yes. So if you feel like that your rights aren't being met in the workspace, you, I mean, the, the employer can get into a lot of trouble. Exactly. Yeah. And even, the, I mean, they can't even make money because you can go on a strike. Exactly. Yeah. There's, 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 there's plenty of things that have been put in place over time, over history, and it protects people. And I, I feel you know, it's not just Estonia, it's, it's other countries as well. I think a lot of European countries I've heard about have similar issues. And you know, it, it's just crazy to think about that people have to live with that shit. Because I remember one thing that struck me when I would talk to people about this, and I would say, like, don't you find that, like, you know, really amazing or, or not amazing, but like shocking, right? They would always kind of be like, oh, no, that's just how it is here. And I'm like, fuck. So, like, you walk around with the knowledge that at any moment you could just get fired like that. Like, what the fuck are you supposed to do if you have like a wife and kids and stuff? Like, do you know what I mean? Hold it's... your breath and don't screw up. Yeah, but that's the thing. A lot of it is numbers based. So it, it might, something might not even be your fault or you might just meet like a, you might have a new manager that just doesn't like you and they just want to bring in their own people and fire you. So it might not even be personal. It could just be you know, business. And, and then you um, can't do anything about it. Yeah. And it just, it. yeah. Like there were people that I knew that got fired and it completely flipped their world. Do you know what I mean? And, and they were like, I remember there was this one guy that had like a visa situation. Uh, and luckily it was resolved and he's still there to this day and he's doing all right. But I remember that him getting fired uh, actually had a big effect on his visa. So I can't remember exactly how it was tied together, but they basically gave him like an ultimatum situation and uh but they didn't really give him like a proper choice and it just like left him really really screwed basically <laughs> so yeah anyways do you not think it has something to do with like 
they give you a visa so long as you're working and making money for the country and if yeah, you're not then I, I can't no remember risk. his his exact situation but it was it was tied together in some way i can't remember but i'm just giving that as an example to illustrate that like the power the companies have there sometimes and and how that can screw people over and stuff and yeah but yeah anyway i hope that answers the, the those questions uh, i tried to be as detailed as i could uh, you know it it does um i re- the problem the problem is, is i remember asking you these and i don't know how but i remember asking you most of these that are on here so what i'm gonna have to do is write some more okay write some more questions because like because there's there's questions like gen like general questions like how are you how's how's work going but i'm pretty sure we all know all of that well i'll tell you what try and think of some questions that aren't let's switch it up what do you what do you want to know is there anything that you've wanted to ask me that you just haven't had that's the problem is is i'd have to think about it Hmm. okay i mean i I know what I know about you and I don't really know what subscribers know about you. So I'll have mm. to try and brain. Well, no, I meant, I meant more just stuff that you personally want to, want to know that you don't know or something, or maybe you just had a question about some. How do you get your stuff. hair to sit like that without it falling in your face? Oh, it's not, it's not long enough to fall in my face. I mean, it does kind of a little bit, but it's not long enough to do that yet. It's... That's my question. That's my, that's my question. <laughs> How do, you get, how do you get your hair looking so fabulous? <laughs> Sweet. Sweet. All right. Well, yeah, you just spoke Dutch. What, Zoeets. by saying Zawitz? Yeah. Zawitz. Something like that. So that. Is that it for our uh, Ask Christian segment for the 40th episode? What? I'm not saying. You're feeling, the, not... You're feeling the pressure now. It's number 40. This is a big deal. Hang on, let me, let me bring... Let me, <laughs> let me just consult. No, it's fine. If, if, you don't, if you don't have any more, we, we can honestly just end that just, segment just, and just, me, just talk. Let me just consult. Dad, have you got any questions that you think people would like to know about Christian? Does your dad even know who I am? <laughs> just some you random see, dude on the seen, internet. You've seen your face like once or twice, I think. Okay. No, we've got nothing in the uh, in the bank. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. Let's talk about the, something else. What, what happened was is the, the 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 podcast was going like this, and then there was a nice bit of conversation, and now it's just yeah. This is how it goes sometimes. This is how it goes. Well, I mean, I was really happy. I am really happy to be here, and I enjoyed this podcast. It's it's good having you back. Actually, let's let's talk about that. So you you've been very busy lately. And because um, I've been meaning to just get you on here just in general to, to have you just, you know, because I said, obviously, I think it was episode, what, 31, that it was going to be like a new beginning and we would see a lot more of you. And I still stand by that, you know, whenever you're free, I'd love to obviously keep having you on here. Um, but uh, yeah, you've been really busy. And you've obviously... I mean, what, what, kind, of, what kind of co-host just doesn't appear? I mean, it depends because I, I said this as well in, in that show that, or that episode that I, it will be a variety podcast. So, you know, it will have principally the interviews, 
some occasional episodes where it's there's going to be more of those as well of me talking excuse me at length on things because i can't always guarantee that i'm going to get an interview same as i can't always guarantee that i'm going to get um an episode with you so i had to think of something that continues the podcast keeps it going whilst you know also actually contributing in a good way because i don't want to just put stuff out for the sake of it um because I have ask an episode. Dill, ask, ask Christian as to ask Dills for the final segment. I don't mind that. Yeah, sure. Why not? Ask okay. Dill. Okay. Ask um, let me see. I've got to do this off the top of my head without research now. Um, okay. What are your future plans, uh, let's say, for 2021 as far as YouTube is concerned? What's, what's the kind of next year going to look like? Well, I'm thinking about doing a big video for New Year's. Ooh. And I'm sort of at an advantage because most of my viewers are from the United Kingdom and we're one hour ahead. Nice. Which gives, so, so I have until one o'clock, so I can technically upload my video at exactly 12 o'clock. Why don't you just do it ahead of time? And Oh, I see. If you're going to record it the exact same day, then yeah. So I can, I have an hour to make the video, mm. edit it, and then set it to premiere at 12 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. But it'll be crazy because like, I'll be recording it at 12 o'clock and I'll upload it at 12 o'clock. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense to me. I mean, that's what I'm probably going to do. I'm probably going to do uh, pre-recorded stuff for Christmas and New Year's. Um, but I mean, as of as of right now, I haven't done a video in a while, so I think the first order of business is to explain why, because mm. the people need to know. Yeah, because it's personal reasons, isn't it? It's personal stuff, basically. You don't have to talk about it here. I'm just asking, like, for clarity. That's Dad, that's why, isn't it? Not so much personal. I've just been busy. Oh, okay. Well, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Busy is good. No, I, I think it's good to, to, to take like um, breaks from YouTube and, and step away. Because I, sometimes I wonder, like, do I work too hard? But I think a lot of the time it, working for me is therapeutic. It's good and I enjoy it. But if I ever felt like, oh, I need to just take a day off, take a week off, I would just do it. Like, fuck it, just do it. You know it's just I mean? sometimes, I, I, sometimes I don't um, feel like I, I don't keep people in the loop. Mm. I've sort of disappear well, for like I don't I don't feel motivated enough to upload so I just don't. We we've done we've spoken about this before though and I think I said this a similar thing that you know you don't kind of like owe it to the world do you know what I mean like it, it's nice to obviously show that you care about your your followers and give them some sort of a you know like here's what's going on you know here's what's happening but you at the same time you don't have to either do you know what I mean like it's your life you can do whatever the fuck you want like you know I think it's more just courtesy, isn't it? If you let people know, you let you let them know. But like, I know that if I was going for a really hard time, like mentally or something, I'm sure as shit not gonna turn around and be like, "Oh, hey guys, just give me five, You know, I'm going for a hard time. Like, I might I might make a video like that, but I, I wouldn't feel like compelled to do so. Like, I had to. I feel like I would lightly mention it at the end of last video before the break. Yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah. Well, that's the thing. If what I meant was, if you have a situation where, you know, um, it's not like planned, it just kind of happens, and you're dealing with the situation, 
you know what I mean? Like, I think in that kind of a situation, the last thing you want to be thinking about is, oh, I have to do this. I have to tell people this. It's like, no, I need to get this sorted. Worry about that shit later. But as you said, if you're planning it, then that's a bit different. You can be like, hey, going to take a break. <laughs> See you in a month or something, you know, like, yeah, that makes, I mean, that actually happened um, to a friend of mine, uh, Childish Jacko, shout out to Childish Jacko. He did that um he was still kind of lightly uploading here and there but he was having a bit of a, a tough time and he sort of just resolved to just take a break and and you know just work on himself he had like now that now we know it was um a mixture of his judo training and jujitsu stuff and a bunch of other personal things that he was working on and um when, when we did our podcast together it, it really kind of came across to me that he was kind of sort of saying that, hey, you know, this stuff was good for me because it helped me to reevaluate and helped me to put me in a more positive mind space, headspace. Yeah. And I think that's really important with YouTube. Like, I, I feel the same. Like, if I suddenly felt like pressure to do stuff or if I felt badly, you know, I just, I wouldn't do it. I, I still don't. Like, if I have days where I just feel like miserable or something, I don't do anything. I just, that's a day when I don't do anything. You know what I mean? And there's no expectation. I think it's just, it's just kind fair of, enough, really. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you don't owe anyone anything. I think that's that's the kind of the be all, the the take take away from it. Be all and end all. I was going to say that, but it didn't sound right in the context of what we're saying. <laughs> it works. Yeah, uh, I've asked you this yeah. before, but you know what's um, I'll tell you what. What's your goals for YouTube for 2021? There you go. I mean, I'm trying not to shoot too high because I also said at the end of 2020, I would like around 500 to 1,000 subscribers, which hasn't happened. So, well, ha hold on, hold on. I think I'm going to aim more realistically. How many are you on right now? Because 500 is definitely doable by the end of 2020. No, it isn't. I've got a month to get 400 odd subscribers. Hey, that can happen. <laughs> no. All it takes. There was a guy who commented on my video today who said that he randomly got, like, I think it was a thousand subscribers through some kid randomly getting on one of his videos and commenting or something like that. Like something happened and he suddenly got it overnight. So it can happen. It just takes that one video or some one person finding you, sharing you or something like that. This is what I always hope for. Because I've put so much stuff out there. I'm like, surely at some point, someone's going to find something and go, hey, this is good. Check this out. And then boom. But, you know. <laughs> I mean, fair enough. But I guess I want, well, I don't want, I would like 300 by the end of 2021. I think you should set yourself goals much higher than that. Well, okay, I, I, then, I think. You, I, I think a bit higher? Okay, so... 300,000. <laughs> oh, dear, no. Um, okay, so 400 and a viral video. Mm. So try and find that one video that makes a spark. Who, who are your inspirations on YouTube? Um, I don't know. I try not to... I mean, there's, there's, there's people who I watch and inspire me, but those are really successful creators. So like who? If uh, I watch this YouTuber, uh, Derek Girardi mainly does food videos. Oh, cool. 
he took a bit of a hiatus as well, but he's got two million and he recently he came to the conclusion that he didn't really care about the numbers anymore. And it, mm. and he said it felt amazing. Because once you've once you've kind of made it, you don't really have to think about it. That's a nice problem to have, really, isn't it? <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, that's the reality. If you're earning enough of a living from it, I imagine there's a point where you do stop caring. Uh, the in, terms point... of, in terms of inspiration, though, I can kind of just kind of inspire myself. Well, I mean, I'm not saying I inspire myself, but sometimes... I'm, the... I'm amazing. I inspire no, no, myself. No, I'm no, just, no, I'm no, just no, no, the no. best. Context check, please. <laughs> I want a context check. I mean, the motivation has to come from yourself. Yeah. You can't make a video just because, oh, this guy made a video and he got a load of subscribers. So if I do it, I'll get the same. It has to be sort of, I'm going to make a video. Don't really care if people like it or not. Mm. I want to do mm. this. I'm going to do it. Simply put. Yeah. Yeah, that works. And good day to you, sir. What what's your favorite content to make? Like what do you enjoy doing the most? Favorite content? Well, I have to say the most like the probably the most fun video I've ever made was the video where I had a full day out and I went to three different countries. Did that with Oh yeah, I remember my that. dad. Yeah. Good one. Uh, that was that was that was fun, because not only did I make a video, I had a good time doing it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it should, it should always be fun, though, shouldn't it? I mean, I, I never I mean, understood this when you get a, there was a bit of a bump in the road, considering the place that we were planning to go to didn't exist anymore. Oh. <laughs> but we found somewhere else, so um, it, it went it went okay, actually. Better than I thought it would, and that is—I think—that's my longest video I've ever made. I think—I think that's a good point, though. What you were saying about like actually enjoying it, because I remember that there's certain things that I've done. You know, reaction videos is a good example. You know, like I—I I got a little bit of enjoyment out of that, but it was just wasn't worth it. It was so much effort for something that I was only partially interested in. I was literally just doing to try and get views. If I'm honest, I'm just putting my hands up and being honest. <laughs> And it didn't work, and it was a lot, it was a lot of effort, and pretty much all of them got claimed as well. You're was, only sorry because you got caught. No, I, I mean it's just kind of it, it wasn't. You know, it, it was a sort of thing where, like, obviously, anything you put on YouTube, you want it to do well, because otherwise, you you wouldn't you wouldn't put it out there. Do you know what I mean? Like, whoever says they don't care about numbers is lying. Like, it, it fair enough. Like, if they say. Uh, I don't obsess over them or I, it's not the only thing I think about, of course. But like, you're always going to care to some extent because you, you use the numbers as a kind of barometer, as a way of understanding like what people like, what they don't like. Like, you're not going to continue putting stuff out that people hate. Do you know what I mean? Um, but at the same time, you always want to put out stuff that you love because that's you. That's what, that's your brand. So I think... It, Imagine if there was negative views. Like every time someone saw your video but didn't click on it, you got a minus view. That would oh well. You, I mean, you kind of get that in the form of like impressions, don't you? If you if you ever look at your impressions and you see just how many people see your video but never bother clicking on it, that shit's depressing. <laughs> someone no, like, like someone if, might know, but some of my videos upload a video. I've had like four hundred thousand 
thumbnail impressions before and i'm like damn but only like 40 people viewed my video jesus christ <laughs> i got ghosted by 400,000 people suck it to me <laughs> jesus now what were you gonna say mate what you gonna say yeah so like so let's say you upload a video that is completely not interesting the thumbnail isn't interesting the title isn't interesting so and a standard video comes... that i put out then <laughs> you just got a minus view you just got a dislike curse you curse you curse you susan susan <laughs> Yeah, it's the name of the YouTube CEO, Susan. Susan. It's such a, such a gen generic name. You think she's like Patricia or or, or, or Kelly? Susan. Shushan. Shushan, like a uh, Bond. Shushan. Shushan on Bond. James Bond. Shaken, not stirred. I can't think of any Bond quotes now. I'm like, fuck, fuck, think of a quote, think of a quote. Or you could just do a... Uh, my my favourite Bond quote of all time is the thing where it's like... Or you could do it, you could do a Roger Moore. Or no, no, have you ever heard this quote? Where he's, uh, I think he's on like a bed, not bed, he's on like a, some sort of platform and <laughs> yeah, it's a different Bond. Um, bond after dark, no. It's like a laser situation. <laughs> Uh, and basically that he's like going to the villain like do you expect me to talk and he's like no Mr. Bond I expect you to die <laughs> I, just, I just think that's amazing oh, just oh it's magnifique. yeah but the, 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 what do you even do in that situation I guess you could say I mean it doesn't matter if you kill me because the information that I know literally everyone in my agency already knows so I'll just be replaced by the next agent. I, I think you've got to look at it like, you know, integrity goes out the window. They're going to kill you. Just just tell them everything. And then as soon as you're in a situation where you can get out, just kill them. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> you know I told I mean? you what you wanted to know. Now die. Yeah. I mean, it's Bond, isn't it? He's a spy at the end of the day. He's going to get an opportunity to kill that person. You know, although to be fair, like the whole point of the villains is that they'll kill Bond anyway. Like it won't, it won't matter if he tells them. Yet none of them have succeeded. Yeah, but that's because of that bullshit villain thing where they just spend ages talking about their plan and then they let the guy, you know, like if it was if it was like actual real life, then what would happen is they the the villain would just find Bond when he's on the shitter and just shoot him in the head or something. <laughs> or like as soon, as soon as he's caught, just just like you know his henchman brings in the guy and he's like, okay, hold him there, hold him still. Okay, good. Bang! There you go. No more Bond. Yeah, so like, <laughs> so Bond's, Bond's trying to buy himself some time, you know, let's say it's that laser machine. He's trying to buy himself some time and he's just like, well, how about you tell me your plan? So he can like try and figure out a way to escape so he yeah. buys himself time. How about you tell me about your evil plan? Huh? No. Laser. Dead. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Nope. Not gonna yeah, fall I, for I, that I, one, I, Bond. I, I, what, what I would do, and I said, yeah, if I was the villain, I'd just be like, okay, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to put this gun to your head, right? Well, you know, even better, actually, I would, I would get like an unnecessary henchman to come over, right? Someone, some goon. And I'd just basically shoot him in the head, 
right? So I show that I'm a psychopath and that I will actually go through with it and kill the person, right? So Bond would then see that and go, oh, fuck. And then basically I'll just put the gun to his head and I'd be like, you can tell me right now or I can blow your brains out. Which is an even better way to do that. Wait until he, wait until Bond tries to say, like, come on, like, you don't have, you don't have to do it. You don't have to kill me. I mean, I, he, 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 he just don't. I just, just I, like, I'd just be laughing. I'd be like, where's all your smart remarks now? <laughs> just, just not, not so cool now, are we? Not so suave now. You think <laughs> I feel bad? You think I feel bad about killing people? Just cap the henchman. I don't. So tell me. Yeah, it'd be funny. I'll find you, out from somewhere else. You, you just give it like a new twist. So he goes, you think I feel guilty about killing people? Bang. <laughs> Lol. <laughs> 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 it's just... <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh no 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 even better no 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 this would actually fit with the theme so let's say he's a russian he's a russian villain right he shoots the guy and then he goes la, 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 and he just breaks into song and la, 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 and then all of his henchmen go ha, 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 ha. <laughs> I could, I could literally picture this in my head. I could write this. This could be an actual sketch. <laughs> One, if I ever do a comedy show, I'm doing this. This is an actual sketch. Oh, and you've laughed, so, so someone finds it funny at least. <laughs> <laughs> or it could, just be, it could just be that moment where it goes from really, really calm to full on out the window. Like if it was, a, if it was like in a comedy show, just be like, huh. Do I feel guilty about killing you? Nah. And then it starts playing that love me, love me, say that you love me. <laughs> Wait, no, and everyone it, just starts everyone it, who everyone in it just starts dancing. It'd be good if, if you just see the the guy he's he's sitting he's standing there thinking and he just keeps shooting people off camera. Just like, oh, do I feel guilty? Bang! Oh, I'm not so sure. Bang! Uh, um, hmm, uh, maybe bang, uh, bang. Oh, yeah. and then basically when it honey, finishes it cuts and there's honey, your dinner's ready. or and then he accidentally he accidentally shoots his wife or something honey your dinner's ready oh. or no no maybe it's in like a kid's bedroom not a kid's bedroom but like you know he's he's like uh he's a kid oh, no. or he's oh, living with his no. mum no 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 hear me out hear me out so basically he's got this secret underground lair and his mum's calling him and she's like, don't make me call you again, mister. And it's basically like she comes in to find what's going on here. And she's like, listen, do you want to invite your friends to have dinner with us? And like he has to basically sit and talk like a kid, even though it's a very serious situation. <laughs> and just have Bond staring like bewildered, like what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Mom, you're embarrassing me in front of my captor. Mom, I'm try I'm trying to kill Mr. Bond. Can you not see what's going on here? It's a very serious, delicate situation. This, this single spy is trying to stop me from ending the world. And all you care about is your chicken pot pie. Mother's Oh man. Okay, bring bringing it to an end for today. What's um what can we look forward to seeing from you in the next month? Pizza. Pizza, ooh. Are you going to send out pizza to all your followers? Okay, yeah, let me just go to the shop and buy two pizzas. Can you give me a pizza. I, I'd like a pizza. Yeah, two pizzas. Two pizzas. Yeah. Nice. One for me, one for you. 
For me. And consi- to you. Consi- considering considering of that comment earlier, you get Hawaiian. <gasps> I'll take it. <laughs> I'll just pick off all the uh, pineapples. Right, well, I'm, I'm just going to click leave right now. So. <gasps> How dare you? No, okay. Listen, thank you so much for um, for another Ask Christian. It's, it's been a, it's been a ride. Also, I, I I need to say this. I do not condone. I do not condone eating Hawaiian pizza. I do not condone eating pizza too much. I do not condone pizza. Pizza was just on my mind at the time. Yeah, yeah. You're literally just talking. You're talking as if you're um, what's his name? Uh, oh, that guy that got accused of like getting with his cat or whatever it was. Um, oh, what's his name? He's friends with James Charles. Uh, oh. oh, so you know he's messed up. Okay. James Charles what? is fine. Come on. I don't like James Charles. I don't like Jeffrey Star. I don't like any of those. Oh, what's his is, name? Is, is, what's that guy's is, name? Is Jeffrey Star a he or a she? It's a dude. Come on, man. Um, and, yeah, but, no, 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 no. Hold, hold on. Hold so on. He has who, who is that guy? Who like got accused of of like getting with his cat? Who is that guy? Shane What's Dawson. His... Shane Dawson. Shane Dawson. I thought yeah. you said you, got you... with his cow. No cat. Well, you well, you never know with this guy. But um, yeah, the way you said that was exactly like that tweet that he sent out. Like, I did not get with my cat. I did not do this with my cat. I would never do this with my cat. <laughs> Literally, the way you said that was like, I don't eat Hawaiian pizza. I never eat Hawaiian pizza. No one could ever accuse me of eating Hawaiian pizza. Or you, t- or you can do a Logan Paul. I made a severe and continuous lapse in my judgment. But not... a successful investment in my bank account. <laughs> Here comes the money. Here comes the money. Money, money, money. Demonetized. Money, 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 money. Dollar, dollar. Mm. Imagine he sees he sees all of the money come in and then all of a sudden just demonetized. Nah, they get all the money. Those guys. They're I mean, yeah, they're part of they're part of this like this the selected uh, creators. The chosen one. He is the prodigal son of the YouTube. It's basically, it's basically YouTube's inner circle. The like inner the, like the, like, circle. Nah, it's like the people that they go to mainly for like Be- YouTube, YouTube, YouTube rewind. Oh yeah. yeah, they're not doing it this year, thank God. So that's good. Hey, hey, Ba-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la. my dog is here. Can we see the dog? dog. The dog appears. <gasps> oh, so. uh, is it a boy, boy or girl? It's a she. Senna. Ooh, she's a good girl. Who's a good girl? Who's a good girl? She's giving me the puppy eyes. I, I <gasps> think she wants food. Gorgeous. Look at Oh, I love dogs so much, man. Dogs make everything amazing. Yes, they do. All right, on that happy note, I'm going to I'm going to end today's podcast. So our final message for today is, other than other than everything else we've spoken about is love. Dogs, dogs are good. The final message for today is subscribe and I'll give you a doggy biscuit. Ooh, yes, please subscribe. I'm going to get if into you. the um, habit of saying this now. If you enjoy the podcast, if you want to see more, please subscribe not only to myself but to Mr. Dutch Deals. He makes fantastic content and uh, he's a big friend I of the mean, show. Yeah, only only, only subscribe if you enjoyed it. We lost you a bit there, mate. Do you want to repeat that? I didn't really say anything, so that's a...
<laughs> okay, we, 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 keep, we, we keep losing deals there. But basically, I just want to say, if you do obviously enjoy the podcast and the channel in general, please subscribe, turn on your notifications and all that jazz. So you'll always receive notifications of when new content comes because it and comes... And if it doesn't, then follow... Uh, Christian underscore Reeve on Instagram. Just yes, actually, that's a good shout. Um, I post a lot of stuff on Instagram as well, but um, I'm very active on Instagram and YouTube, so you can find all that stuff there. And uh, also, yeah, for those who don't actually listen to the podcast or who aren't interested in anything else other than the podcast, you can also find the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, a bunch of other places. So just, uh, yeah, check out my website, actually, christianreeve.com, and that's where you can find a list of all the different places that you can check out the podcast. For all of the extra details, extra juicy details, www.christianreeve.com. Awesome source. Forward Forward slash epic. Thanks, everyone, for checking out and listening to the Christian Reeve podcast. And until next time, I bid you adieu.